0: Hey friend, welcome back to the Faith and Finance Podcast. I'm your host, Adrienne Hildebrand, and I'm super pumped that you are here today. So I wanna get right into today's episode. So let me introduce you to my friend, Kristen. So Kristen and her husband, Dustin, were on episode 14 of the Faith and Finance Podcast, kind of telling about their debt-free story and that sort of thing. But today I asked Kristen to come back because... Several of you have have asked me to hear from a mom or a parent who is a stay-at-home parent. And so I wanted to kind of get Kristen's perspective on things and then also talk about, you know, how they were able to let Kristen stay home or decide that Kristen was going to be able to stay home while they did that. But, you know, if that's not your goal, there's something for sure in this episode for you today. We talk about contentment and having a family financial plan. So I hope that you enjoyed today's episode. Before we get into it, listen to this. Hey, Kristen, welcome back to the Faith and Finance podcast.
1: Hey, Adrienne, thanks for having me back. I
0: am so excited that you're here. Kristen and Dustin were on another episode of the podcast, which I mentioned earlier. And I had many requests from you guys to hear from someone who is a stay-at-home parent or just someone, whether a mother or a father. But just someone who could kind of talk about the personal finance side of things from that perspective, and I thought that was a great idea. And I know Kristen has a great heart and a great spirit, and I knew she would be awesome because her her and Dustin's episode was, of course, awesome. So I'm so excited that she's back here again. So we're gonna talk a little bit about those things, and then uh, talk about some other things that kind of you know we talk a lot about intentional living on the podcast too. So we're gonna talk a lot about that today. So Kristen, for those of the audience who do who don't know you, can you introduce yourself? Tell us like who you are, what you're about, and that kind of fun stuff.
1: I am 31 years old. I'm about to be 32 next month, which I'm in denial about a little bit. I'm really excited to see how this podcast has taken off. It's done really awesome since last time I was on it. There have been some really awesome guests, and it's really taken off. So that's awesome. Congratulations, Adrian. I uh, was born and raised in North Carolina. I went to Indiana Bible College, and there met the love of my life, um, Dustin Moore, and we got married in 2015 and moved to Philadelphia, Mississippi, which is where he was born and raised, and so that's where we are currently, and in 2018, we welcomed our little girl. Uh, Her name is Madeline, and she was born in March, so she's a year and a half old, Uh, so we're we're in the toddler phase, and that's a new challenge every day, and also she's so much fun to, it's just so much fun to watch her a little personality bloom, but anyway. So this month we are celebrating three years of being debt free, and we are uh, working kind of on a, a side gig right now with with family and finance. And my husband is certified through the Ramsey Solutions Financial Coach Master Training Program, and he works in pers- or he works in the finance industry. Anyway, he works at a credit union, and so he is. That's kind of his his thing anyway. And so then he got that certification earlier this year and um, does a lot of talking to people one on one, helping people take control of their finances and things like that. I primarily run the blog and the and the um, the Instagram page, which we're hoping to expand into an a actual blog right now. It's kind of an Instagram blog, but we're hoping to expand to an actual blog. And so that's kind of what we're doing. We also are involved in ministry, which I'll talk a little bit about later. And uh, yeah, that's kind of where we are. Which I
0: love, first of all, that obviously Dustin is a certified Ramsey coach. And if you guys want financial coaching, please reach out to Dustin and Kristen. They are an awesome couple. And of course, I'm going to link family and finance and everything in the show notes. So make sure you follow them on Instagram. I ha- They post some really great content that's very applicable and intentional really is, I guess, a, a good word to use about not just finances, but families. And I'm obviously not a mother yet. And so they can kind of speak to that end as well. And so I appreciate what you guys are doing. So- Kristen, tell us some of the reasons why you decide, you and Dustin decided together for you to
1: stay home rather than going back to work. Well, first of all, uh, I do want to say from the outset, I feel like I kind of have to say this because there are people who look for ways to misconstrue your words sometimes. But I just want to say from, from the outset that I am not one of those people that will like shame women for going to work after they have children. You know, I don't, I don't participate in the mom wars. Every family is different. Every situation is different. You have to do what is best for you. So I first want to say that I understand that and I'm not trying to pass judgment on anyone. So I don't want anything I say to be kind of misconstrued as passing judgment. That's not what I'm doing. Right. And before Um, you move on, I also want to say that that's not what this
0: podcast is about. It's about showing, and everyone knows that, it's about showing different ways of doing things and how other people, and just sharing people's stories. No story is the same. So Kristen, I'm behind you and I know your heart. And if anyone doesn't understand that, they can take it up with me and not Kristen directly. So anyway, (laughs) go ahead,
1: Kristen. (laughs) Okay. Thank you. So One of the the main reason I decided to stay home is because uh, I do believe that home and my family is my primary ministry, is my priority. And that is biblical Titus 2 and 5. Paul says that the women are supposed to be keepers at home. Now that can look different for different people. You can be a working mother and also be a keeper at home. It's it's about priorities. That's the main thing. But that's the, we just kind of decided that this was the best way for me to serve my family and that even though there may be some financial sacrifice involved, it's worth it to me during this season of our lives for me to be home and for me to be looking out for things, looking out for the home side of things. That's the main reason another reason is we are up to our necks in ministry where we are right now. And we, my husband and I are over the youth at our church. Um, I'm also the music minister. Anytime there's a special event, we're heavily involved. Anytime there's an outreach event, we're heavily involved involved and uh, we do some other things around the church. And that's just, you know, we always wanted that to be part of our lives. I mean, hello, we met at Bible college, you know, so obviously ministry is important to us and, being at home, we're blessed to be in a position where I can be at home and be involved. And we're able to do that. You know, a lot of people maybe aren't able to do that financially, or with their time, you know, and me being at home allows me to continue to be involved uh, in church ministries at the pace that we currently keep. Now, there may be a situation, there may be a time where I'm not able to keep up the pace of ministry, you know, with it's become much more of a challenge with one child. I cannot even imagine how much more of a challenge it would be with more children. And we do eventually want to have more kids. So there may come a time where we need to let one or two things go, continue putting my family first and continue putting my my children first. Anyway, being at home allows me to do that. And it's, you know, you constantly are in life weighing choices and trying to make the best choice and trying to make the best decision and this is just the one that we feel works for works for us and works for our family even though we're not making as much money as we would like to and our progress has slowed a bit I think it's worth it for us
0: right and I love that you make the point about we are constantly weighing choices in our life everything is an exchange for something else and I talk about that a lot on here too is that you know, your priorities can change throughout life. And there's nothing wrong with that, 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 that's normal. In fact, as life progresses and, and things change right now, I'm working my tail off, you know, in my regular job (laughs) and with this, because with the hope that someday, you know, we'll have children and I'll be able to stay home with them for a time and a season, you know, trying to get these things together now. And so I love that you make that point about we're constantly uh, weighing the choices and the decisions in our life. And this is what is important. And truthfully, your ministry, as you, you said, at this point in time and right now. And mm. I I love that you have said that. So- when so tactically, when you mm-hmm. when you guys were you know when you were wanting to stay home, of course, I'm sh- sure you know you knew you were having a baby and and all of that. Mm-hmm. So tactically, kind of what did that look like, and what kind of set you up to so obviously, you know, celebrating three years of debt freedom is amazing. So obviously that was one thing that kind of set you guys up for that. But can you talk a little bit of about the the tactics I guess you used to set? Um, yourself up for that? Uh,
1: So, um, I think it's good to have a plan if you don't have children yet, but you would like to, I, I think it's great to have a plan in place. Um, for us, you know, being debt free was, was a, it was a plan that was realistic and, um, it was something that we knew we would be able to achieve before having kids. You know, so when we got married, we knew how much debt we had. We knew that we were determined to get out of it. And we knew that, um, you know, how much money we made and all of that. And so we were, that was our goal was to be debt free before we had children and to have the emergency fund in place. And that was absolutely realistic for us because we were able to pay off our debt in less than two years. We, the plan was about two and a half to three years, but we were able to pay it off in less than two years because the Lord is just so good. And we were just able to put a lot more onto it than we thought we could. If you're, you know, if you're in the middle of your debt snowball and you've got a whole lot of debt and you've got, you know, five years left on your snowball and you're in your mid thirties and you're wanting to have a kid, you know, maybe that that's, you don't have to go by the same plan that we had. Obviously my thing is, you know, children, are, you only have, and this is just a biological fact. You only have so long to have children. And not only that, but the older you get, it gets harder on your body. You know, I had my first one at 30 and oh my goodness, I wish I had had it, had her at 25. You know, (laughs) it just wasn't the way that my life. Don't tell me that Kristen. I'm just kidding. Because It's just, Uh, it just, the, older you get the more, you know, especially me, like I am one of those people that I desperately need my sleep. And I'm also one of those people that just does not function well with a lot of noise. And so I, I had a baby at 30 and she was colicky and she cried a lot and it was, oh my goodness, it was difficult. But you know, having a baby is difficult no matter how old you are. I mean, it's just one of those huge life changes, you know, but anyway, I don't even know how I got off on that. Um,
0: (laughs) No <laughs> having a plan,
1: having a plan in place okay so I think it's really uh, I think it's really beneficial for any couple regardless of whether you have children or want children or not I think it's a, a great idea for any couple who are both working to learn to live off of one income um, and that's for a number of reasons um, even if you don't decide to stay home with your children um, living off of one income frees up so many options for you um, you know, you never know when one of you is going to get sick or when one of you is going to need to take some extended time off because of a family member is sick or, uh, you know, very, all kinds of things. Um, and I think it's just a good idea to live off of one income and use the other income for, um, you know, saving, for investing, for, you know, whatever. It's just a great idea, I think, um, for anyone because Kristen, i'm sorry to interrupt you were you working remind me were you working before you were you were pregnant so, um i work for my church um okay I did that's do, right that's right yeah i did work part-time for a little while um but but yeah we do i we do get a an income from our church for the okay, all perfect. the things that we do so yeah that was kind of my job i mean that was yeah it's so, not kind of a job it is a well job. i mean it is a job but yeah <laughs> it's a lot it's like, of work yeah. <laughs> Very true. So, um, yes, that was my, that was my income. And thankfully I've been able to, uh, because of the flexibility of it, I've been able to keep it up so far. Um, because it's not like a, you don't have to be there at a certain time, you know, it's not like a nine to five deal. Um, so yes. So it's like, I, ca- I call it my job, but it's also like, anyway, I'm also a stay at home mom though, because it's just, it's kind of a strange. Um, sure. No, I enjoy. totally get that. <laughs> and any more though, Kristen, a
0: lot of people, and not a lot, but a lot of even just regular jobs, you know, mm-hmm. um, are allowing people more to work from home or work yes. flexible hours. So that's totally, right. you know, um, not a far-fetched idea, depending on kind of right. what you do in for a right. job. So that totally makes sense.
1: Right. Yeah. So I, I think it's good the one income thing is good. Um, uh, even if that's not what you choose to do, uh, you need to have a plan regardless. Um, everyone needs a plan and that's just, that's anyone. That's not just if you're going to stay at home or not, you need a plan. But, um, specifically if you are staying at home with your children and one spouse is working and the other one is staying home, you, you really need a plan you need to have. And when I say a plan, I mean two things. I mean, first of all, you need to have your budget your monthly budget, you know, or more frequently if you can, but at least a minimum of once a month, you need to sit down and you need to have your budget. Um, you need to look at your previous month and see where you went wrong, where you went right and make adjustments and then make your budget for the following month, excuse me. And you need to um, be tracking every single dollar that you make and assigning every single dollar a job as, um, as Dave Ramsey says, that's it's very smart. Um, and secondly, when I say you need a plan, you also need to have long-term goals. Um, you need to know where you're wanting to go financially. Um, you know, being at home, if one spouse decides to stay home, typically that kind of slows down the progress of your financial, you know, reaching your financial goals. Um, but you still need to have something that you are working toward. And even if the progress is slow or even stagnates a little bit, you at least need to know, what you're working toward, where you're going, because you won't go anywhere. If you don't have a goal, something that you're aiming toward, something that you're working toward, um, you will be stuck financially. And so you, you have to have a plan. Um, the second thing I would say kind of goes along with the first thing. And that is, um, you need to be on the same page with your spouse and you need to be working together and not against each other. Um, I see these memes all the time, Adrian, and I know they're supposed to be funny, but I, I cringe every time I see them. These memes where these women are like, Oh, we need to hide the Amazon packages from, from your dad, or we need to hide, please hide the Amazon packages from my husband and so on and so forth. I hate that. (laughs) I really, really do. Because especially, especially if you are home and he's out there working or vice versa, if the dad is home and the mom's out there working, if you're like spending money behind your spouse's back, and hiding things from them. And, you know, I just, that's just not wise. Um, and it's just not fair, you know, especially if they're the one that's earning the money, uh, you know, at the very least they need to know where the money is going, you know, and, um, I'm going to bring the Bible into it because, because I like doing that. Um, but Proverbs 31, you look at the Proverbs 31 woman, it's just kind of Verses 10 through 31 kind of paint this picture of this virtuous woman, this woman of character. And um, the uh, verses 11 and 12 say, the heart of her husband does safely trust in her so so that he shall have no need of spoil. She will do him good and not evil all the days of her life. And, you know, trust is about so much more than obviously, you know, her husband needs to be able to trust that she's not running around on him. But more than that, he needs to be able to trust that she's taking care of things at home that, that the kids have, uh, clothes and food and all of that, but that she's not taking the the money that's supposed to go toward the electricity bill and spending it on herself or spending it on something for the house that this, this is just not necessary or whatever, you know, um, he needs to be able to trust that she has his back, uh, in the financial aspect of things. And, you know, that's, I'm a huge advocate for put some fun money in the budget. You know, both spouses need some fun money, some money that they can spend on whatever they want. And that will kind of help curb that, uh, you know, that need. Because every once in a while, you just want to go shopping, you know, you just want to go spend some money, you want to go blow some money. And that's fine so long as it is planned for and budgeted for. And you don't want to be sneaking things um, behind your spouse's back. Um, also, your kids need to see that. Your kids need to see the teamwork um, you know, I watched the way that my parents, um, handled financial stress when, when we were young, when we were kids, excuse me, my parents struggled financially. Um, and we saw that we, we saw how they handled it. And I never once saw them fighting about money. Um, I never saw them, um, you know, I, my mom didn't go out and blow money. Um, my, my parents, worked together and they, uh, I saw that, you know, my parents worked hard. My dad was a hard worker. Sometimes he had worked two and three jobs. Um, I saw that they were people of prayer and they, they prayed about everything and they took it, you know, to the Lord and they trusted him. And I saw that they also were givers and that they never went back on their giving, no matter how much they struggled, they never stopped giving their tithes and offerings and God's blessed them because of that. Um, and they, they just moved into a beautiful home last year, and my dad, you know, he has a great job making good money, and God's really, really blessed them, but as kids, we saw how they handled, how they handled stress, and it informed how I handle it. It informed how I approach finances with my spouse, um, and so kids need to see that. They need to see your teamwork modeled, um, and then I guess the third thing I would say is we've already kind of talked about it a little bit you can earn income from home, you can be a stay at home spouse and still contribute financially. And a lot of people do, Um, you know, there's all kinds of opportunities that weren't available just a couple of years ago, even Um, online businesses, um, working from home, doing freelance work, or even like you said, some uh, jobs will allow you to like set up at home and work from home. I know there are lots of people who do like reselling and upselling of clothes and furniture or whatever Um, people who are bloggers and influencers. Um, You can, you can set up a drop shipping business where like you don't even see that like the product doesn't even come to your house, you know, so you don't have to turn your spare spare bedroom into a warehouse. You can, uh, you know, have it so that you get a supplier and then they ship directly to the customer and so on and so forth. There's all kinds of things that you can do. Um, And even looking at the Proverbs 31 woman, um, once again, verse 16 says she buys a field. Uh, she considers a field and buys it and she plants a vineyard in that field. So she's making investments. Um, she makes fine linen and sells it, verse 24. So things, uh, you know, she's making things and selling things from her home. This this passage talks so much about uh, her keeping her home and running her household and doing it well. Um, but she also does other things to to make, uh, to create income and to make income for for her home. And so, uh, I think that's a great thing. If you can, uh, contribute financially by earning income from home, um, then do it. Absolutely do it. Um, there's no, I hate kind of that mentality that, uh, women are kind of made to feel less than because they don't go to work. Um, or because they do decide to stay home, like they're not contributing to society or like, they're not, they're like leeching off of their husband or something like that. I just, I hate that mentality because it's, it's not true. And, uh, most of the women that I know that stay at home are some of the hardest workers that I know, um, not to disparage the women who do go to work, because I understand, you know, um, sometimes you have to, sometimes it, it's, ne- it's necessary. And especially like if you're a single parent or something like that, and you have to provide um, you know, you can still do that and be a great mother. Um, so like I said, once again, I don't want to disparage anyone or pass judgment on anyone, but, um, but yeah, I think, I think that's about it. And that, yeah, category.
0: those are all really great points. And I love, um, all of it, of course, but I specifically love the point you made about the teamwork thing. Yes. Uh, because, yes women sometimes are made to feel less than and not just because they stay home but some some women make other women feel less than because they choose to go to work you know it Mm -hmm. goes both ways and so i think it's it's important to say you know what regardless of what you know my mom thinks or regardless Mm -hmm. and i'm not talking about my mom but regardless of like What my friend thinks, or whatever, like my husband and I have decided this is what works for us, whatever that looks like. And in your case, it's worked for you to be able to stay home. And that's amazing, Kristen. Like, not every, like you said, not everyone can. But then Mm -hmm. in the reality is, too, is like some women like to go to work and they may want to work part time, too, you know, and there's Mm -hmm. nothing wrong with that. The point is, is that you just stay, you have teamwork with your spouse. And that's, that is what actually matters because at the end of the day, everybody's life looks a little bit different and that's fine. There's nothing wrong with that. But if you and your spouse are not on the same page and I'm preaching to the choir, because sometimes, you know, I mean, marriage is hard. Marriage is so hard and then add financial things into it. And that's not, um, a secret on here, you know, I've read right. that if it's okay that I share those things because I think it's important that we're real about things and show yes. that, you know, not everyone has it all together, but even sometimes like we still don't always are on the same exact page about money, but then we have to work through that. Right. Because that's part yes. of this marriage. And I love, I mean, of course, everything that you said about having a plan and, and all of that, but specifically about this is a teamwork effort because the reality is is Kristen is you would not be able to stay home and take care of the baby and do the things at the church if Dustin was not on board with that. Right. Um if he was like, No, you're gonna go to work or whatever it was. <laughs> right. You guys, that's that's your thing together. And so I love that you made that point. So Kristen, I think again to your point about you said, you know, some women feel less than because they feel like they aren't contributing or or whatever. Um, talk a little bit about that aspect of things. And then you have mentioned that the topic of contentment, and I really want you to get to the heart of what you wanted to talk about there, because I think it's so important.
1: Sure. Um, so I've kind of been hitting on this throughout, but it's really the whole situation is about priorities. Um, you have to have your priorities in order and. Um, your family has to be your first priority. And that goes for anyone that goes for, uh, working parents as well as, um, stay at home parents, excuse me. You can be, you know, you can be a stay at home mom and be a terrible mother, you know, because you're not putting your family first. You can be sitting there on your device all day, watching Netflix, not keeping the house, not, not taking care of, uh, you know, not, playing with your child or talking to them, being on your phone all day. You know, you, just being home doesn't make you a good mother, just like going to work doesn't make you a bad mother. Um, there's Those terms are not uh, mutually exclusive, you know. Um, so it's all about priorities. Um, but kind of where I come back to is, I, and I've been asked the question, you know, about balancing work and home life and so on and so forth. Um, it really, the, the balance aspect of it is we look at like, okay, we need to kind of, uh, have them on the same level and it's really not possible, uh, to do that, honestly. Um, and it shouldn't be that they're kind of on the same level. Your, your home should always be your priority. Your family should always be your priority. I tell people, you know, jobs are replaceable, um, but families are not. You can't just go out and get another family, you know, and I want to read a quote by um, Brian Dyson, who I believe is the former CEO of Coca-Cola. I'm not 100% sure, but I believe that's that was his um, professional title. But um, this is a quote that he gave at a commencement speech. Um, And it says, imagine life as a game in which you are juggling some five balls in the air. You name them work, family, health, friends and spirit. And you're keeping all of these in the air. You will soon understand that work is a rubber ball. If you drop it, it will bounce back. But the other four balls, family, health, friends, and spirit are made of glass. If you drop one of these, they will be irrevocably scuffed, marked, nicked, damaged, or even shattered. They will never be the same. And um, so I think making sure that you know that at the heart of it, it, it should be your family. Your family should be the first priority. And, um, I actually spoke to, a, a mutual friend of ours, actually. Um, she messaged me, uh, at some point it's been a while ago and said that, you know, she was pregnant and that she was, she had been working on starting a business and she had been working, gathering, uh, information and gathering tools and things to start this business. And then she found out she was pregnant. And she was like, I don't, should do, blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, you know, first of all, staying home with your children doesn't need, to, doesn't mean that you are throwing your dreams out the window. It doesn't mean that you're having to abandon your goals, your career goals, your financial goals. Um, what it does mean is you, you're now entering into this season of your life where you have small children in your home And that season is very fleeting. It doesn't last forever. You know, In Madeline is a year and a half old, you know, in just a few short years, she will be going to kindergarten, you know, she'll be going to school. And um, obviously I plan on having more children, but at some point all of those children will be in school. And then I I will have time on my hands that I didn't, you know, that I haven't had in a while. And if I want to go back to work, then I can do that. but you know you only have this this short season of time where you have these small uh, very um, impressionable children, and staying home with them is something that I decided to do because uh, I didn't want to miss the season of their lives of, of my children's lives, and um, a huge thing is contentment because you know you can uh have goals and you can have things that you're aiming at and things that you're working toward and and still be content with where you are and with what you have in this season. And, and I, I actually posted a quote just a few days ago on Family and Finance where it kind of talks about that contentment is not, you know, being ungrateful. It's not uh it's about being grateful for what you have, but being patient for what's to come, I believe is what it says. And so you can Uh, you know, I look around, I don't have my dream house right now. Um, Since we've had Madeline, our financial progress has slowed. um, But we still have things that we're working toward. And there will be more time in the future to really crush those goals and to really, and to pour more time and more energy and more effort into crushing those goals. But right now, uh, I feel like God's called me to this season of my family. And I want to be content with what I have, I want to be content with um, you know my my paid off mobile home that is not huge, but it is plenty of room for us. It's plenty of room for my family and it's not perfect, but it is cozy and comfortable, and it's ours, and we own it and that's a huge blessing and I wanna be content with that i wanna i wanna be content with um you know waking up in the morning and being able to take my time and and drink my coffee and snuggle with my daughter. And those those are moments that I won't have in 10 years, in 20 years. I won't have those moments where I can sit on the couch with her and snuggle and read her the same book three or four times in a row. You know, those are precious, precious moments and precious memories. And if we have to slow our financial progress a little bit for me to enjoy that, I'm Absolutely, one hundred percent willing to do that because um, this is a fleeting, temporary time. Um, so I guess that's just kind of what I want to share. I, if if you are one of those people who may, maybe you're considering staying home with your children, but you just don't know, and or maybe you are staying home and you feel guilty because you feel like you should be contributing financially, um, I just want to say, be content in your season. Um, because seasons change constantly. Life is all about change and transition. And this is a season that you won't have ever again. And I just, I highly recommend being content, enjoying the season that you're in. And, you know, there will be time later to to crush those goals.
0: That's right, Kristen. And I don't even want to add to anything that you just said, because I think that is a perfect note to end on just being content in every single season. And that's what the Bible, um, asks us to do as well, right? right. To be yes. content in whatever season that we have. So Kristen, can you tell everybody where they can find you at you and Dustin, <laughs> where they can find you at? And if people are interested in connecting with you, how can they do that?
1: Sure. So, uh, we are on, we're both on Facebook, um, Dustin Moore and Kristen Moore. Um, and we are family and finances on Facebook and it's just called family and finance. Um, and then we're also mainly on Instagram. Um, so family and finance is on there, all one word, all spelled out. Um, and then, uh, my Instagram is life as we more it. And, uh, Dustin's is Dustin underscore Neil N E A L. E A L.
0: Perfect. And I'll make sure I link all of that in the show notes. Kristen, I just want to thank you again for being on the Faith and Finance podcast. Uh I love and appreciate you and everything that you and Dustin are doing. And there are not enough of us in this space. So it's cool that we've been able to connect. And uh, you know, you guys have been so supportive to me and I hope that I've come off the same way to you. But I love what you guys are doing and it's incredible and I'm so happy to know you guys and just to know your heart and who you guys are and I'm just I beam with like I love you guys anybody who asks I'm like (laughs) yes they're like you need to follow Dustin and Kristen and whatever so anyway well we
1: love you too and we're I'm very grateful to have been asked to come back thank you
0: you're so welcome Thank you so much for joining me today on the Faith and Finance podcast. I'm your host, Adrian Hildebrand, and if you are enjoying this show, please subscribe, rate, and review, and let me know what you're liking. Or if you want to hear other things on the podcast, please reach out to me via email or follow me on Instagram at faith.in.finance. Keep the faith, my friend.